Welcome. Welcome to 2717. Uh, I am Merrick Vaughn and hey listen our mission is to sharpen one another. You know iron sharpens iron is one man and one woman strengthen another. You know I believe the greatest su success book ever written was the Bible. We teach God's truth from the Bible and really how to apply it to our lives and we hope that we're making an impact on your life because that's what matters to us. And so listen, if we are helping, if today's episode helps, please hit the subscribe button. Our, our goal, our dream, our, our, our just what we're working toward is to help more people. And when you subscribe, that gives us opportunity to help more people. All right, so today uh, we've been on this, um, you know, the different types of health you know, our physical health, our, our, our mental health, and, and, our, and today I'm going to talk about our emotional health. And I'm going to talk about agape love. Some of you may, uh, you know, you may have heard about agape love. You may have heard the word. Maybe you've even heard somebody teach on it. I hope today maybe I'll shed a little bit different light, maybe in a unique way, and maybe it can kind of connect with each of us on how we can apply agape love to our life. So, <clears throat> Number one point, God created us with emotions, right? So God put emotions in us. Emotions can be, and I pray will be, used in a godly way. Now, Galatians 5 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit, fruit could be used in different ways, but hey, today, let's kind of just go with maybe the emotions of the Spirit of God are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And um, so I want to focus on the word love. I want to focus on, um, and I'm going to go into it, I'm going to teach in just a minute, but I want to focus on agape love. In, in Corinthians 13, 13, it says, now faith, hope, and love, that these things abide. Like the, these things are, are important. These things are here. But of these three, the greatest is love. There are four different types of love. Um, in, in, from, in the Greek. One is philea love, and philea love is where we get the word Philadelphia, right? And that's where we get the idea of brotherly love. I have some friends of mine, uh, Wade and Talon are friends, and I philea love them. In fact, we commonly tell each other as we're leaving, uh, hey man, I love you. Uh, I've got other friends that I very commonly say when we're, when we're you know, uh, leaving each other. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back home or whatever. I say, hey man, I love you. Right? That's a phileo love. The number two type of love is eos, and that's where we, uh, we get the word from erotic. Now this is uh, a sexual or a romantic type of love. And I love Pam in other ways, but uh, I eros love her. Right? I am attracted to her. We have a, uh, we have a. Uh, physical love for one another uh, as we should in marriage. Um, so Eros is another type of love. The third type of love is Storge. Storge. Now this is family love. This would be um, I Storge love my daughter Audrey. Our daughter Brittany would Storge love her mom Pam, right? It's, it's a family. It's a familiar love. Uh, and obviously that's a very, very important love that we share. But for today's talk, I'm going to focus on the, the word agape. And agape is a perfect love. Um, the Bible would, would talk about how God agape loves you and me. 
Agape love is an unconditional love. So for today's talk, I'm going to focus on, in terms of being emotionally healthy, I believe a hallmark of that is loving and in an agape love way because it's the, it's the way God loves us. Okay, so here we go. Agape love. There's three hallmarks of agape love, and I'm going to teach these three hallmarks. One is selfless, two is sacrificial, and three is unconditional. How do we demonstrate? We're going to focus on the first one, which is selfless love. So how do I, how do you and I demonstrate selfless love? Well, when I think about selfless love, I think about putting somebody else's needs ahead of mine. I think about being sacrificial for another. If I, if I agape love you, then what is it that you need? And, and in that moment, if I go, yeah, but I, I need that too. Then in an agape love, with agape love, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to make sure your needs are met first. Agape love um, is inconvenient. When I think of me, when I think about what I want, what I need, it tends to be convenient for who? For me. But when I agape love you, and then I think about, well, okay, I know that's what I need, that's what I would prefer, but because I agape love you, I will inconvenient, inconvenience my life because I love you, I agape love you. It may not come exactly the way you and I want because I pray for God's word, I pray for his will, and I pray for his purpose. Let me unpack that a minute. There are times in my life that I have, um, uh, I, I have practiced agape love. And I have done that uh, in an uh, unselfish, sacrificial way. And I've done it standing on God's word with godly counsel. It may not mean that, I'm, that I am doing exactly what another person would want but it means I'm walking in the purest love that I can walk in, and that is loving the Lord, standing on His Word, getting godly counsel, and walking out in faith that when I agape love, I'm not people-pleasing, I'm not just doing everything the other person wants me to do, but out of agape love, I am sacrificially giving because I love them, and I'm going to walk this thing out in faith. Some of you kind of know what I'm talking about, um, but that's a real deep type of agape love. Real simple, I just put other needs ahead of mine. That's, that's a hallmark of this selfish part of agape love. As an unsaved young man, um, I was very selfish. And I looked at what I wanted and what I needed, and that was what was most, most important to me, was that I got the things I wanted and I needed. Not... Uh, you know, my mind and my heart wasn't for what's best for you. I was just, I was really more concerned about what was best for me. And I didn't really think about others the way I should. Let me say one more aspect about this because sometimes this, this could be me and you today even. Do we ever do something for somebody else, but really in our heart we're doing it because we want something from them? This, that isn't walking in agape love. Walking in agape love is... I'm doing this for you, it's selfless, and I don't expect anything in return, and I don't want anything in return. That is agape love. It is a hallmark of a saved and redeemed life.
as we're walking and we're considering these things, um, here are a few bullet points that if our mind goes into this place, kind of expanding on maybe uh, what does it look like if I'm not walking in a selfless agape love, then maybe some of our thoughts would be more like this. Well, what's in it for me? Okay, yeah, that's fine. What's in it for me? It's the tit for tat. It's the, you know, um, I'll do that, but I want to make sure that I'm getting what I need. What about my needs? Do you ever hear this in the world? Well, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, whatever, I'll do, I'll do this or that. But you better, you need to meet my needs first. See, again, that's not walking in a selfless agape love or even in a, in a business exchange. What do I get out of this deal? And last, but certainly not least, and man, I hear this a lot, I deserve to be happy. You know, one of the godly principles, and I've taught it uh, on, on other recordings, <clears throat> is the, the principle of giving, sowing, right? Um, if I plant corn, should I be mad if, if, uh, if I get corn, right? If I put an apple seed in the ground, um, why should I get mad if, if apples is what I get back? If we want, and all of us do, somebody to love us selflessly, not love us because of what we can do for them, but love us with a pure heart, with agape love, then we have to give them agape love because we plant the seed by what we do. You and I determine by the seeds we plant, the harvest that we reap. So how do we do that for someone? Where we're walking in the selfless love, maybe even it's with somebody that you're in a relationship right now that is that they've hurt you, right? And what if, maybe, what if you don't agree, it's a friend, what if you don't agree with their politics? Or, um, you know, the world's very divided right now, that's why I'm bringing up some of these things. One of the principles of agape's love, of agape love, and, and, and I hope you hear this, agape love changes you. It changes me. When I love in an agape love way, God begins to change my heart and it begins to be more like his heart. And when I give selflessly this first topic of agape love, my heart becomes more like Jesus. And that's the most pure, loving heart that we could ever imagine. All right, there's number one, selfless. All right, so the second hallmark or the second uh, um, characteristic of agape love is being sacrificial. Here's some bullet points for, for being sacrificial. We sacrifice or I am sacrificing for why? For the benefit of another, for the benefit of you. I'm putting your betterment ahead of me, right? What I'm more concerned with is that you're okay, that you feel loved, that you have your needs met, not that I have mine. Jesus said in John 15, 12, love others as he loved us. And how did Jesus love? He gave everything. Now the following verse in John 15, 13, it says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Friends, listen, Jesus gave everything. He's our example. 
In terms of being sacrificial, nobody sacrificed more than Jesus. And again, walking in agape love is going to require sacrifice. Romans 5, 8 says, while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. You know, at times I hear sometimes, how could a God, how could Jesus, how could a good God allow the bad things to happen in this world? I understand the question, especially if you're not saved, especially if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I, I kind of get it, right? But I really don't understand for somebody that uh, professes to be born again, professes to have a personal, uh, deep relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the perfect demonstration of sacrificial love. Romans 5, 8, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the, that's the epitome of the example of sacrificial love. Jesus died for my sins and made a way for me even before he knew I would choose him as my Lord. Now think about that. Sometimes in our life, I'll say, yeah, I'll sacrifice but you got to do your part. I won't do my part until you do your part. That wasn't the deal Jesus made. That wasn't what he did for us. Jesus went first. What our world needs is more agape love, a sacrificial love. It's a love that says, I will go first. I will put your betterment ahead of my own betterment. I will give everything even if I don't know, you will return that to me. I will live in a sacrificial agape love place. Here's a lesson. Sacrifice means it's going to cost me. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost us. If I'm going to sacrifice, if I'm going to live or demonstrate sacrificial love, it will cost me. Relationships cost us. To get the deep and meaningful love we all want, it requires sacrifice. Now, when I think about this, I thought about a few examples. How's your marriage? How about your significant relationship? Maybe you're dating, maybe you're engaged. How is that significant relationship going? How about a parent-child relationship? How's your, maybe there's a strained relationship with a child, maybe there's a strained relationship with a parent. Maybe it's a friendship. I'm talking to you today. For some reason, you decided to, to, to listen to this recording today, to listen to our 2717 episode today on Agape Love. So I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to that other person in your life that maybe the relationship is not where you want it. Here's what I want to say to you, and I've said this to me countless numbers of times. You go first. You sacrifice. You be Jesus in this relationship because this is how you practice agape love. Okay, one more point, final point. And um, we're going to talk about the unconditional love aspect of agape love. Have you ever said... Sure, I'll change when, fill in the blank, starts treating me the way I deserve or I should be treated. This is a natural response. It's just not godly. John 4, 8 says, God loves us because of what we are, not because of 
excuse me, let me say that the right way. God loves us not because of what we are, but because of who he is, right? It's not, God didn't say, well, when Merit, when you start acting like you're supposed to act, then sure, I'll love you. He made a decision to unconditionally love me. He went first before he knew I would choose to love him. Now, I know this isn't easy all, all the time. And I'm not suggesting that we just go around the world um, operating like this because, right, um, I do want to mention boundaries. And I'm not suggesting that you ever stay in a relationship that's dangerous, that could be physically abusive, even verbally uh, abusive and out of control. There, there's a place for a healthy separation. Uh, obviously, counseling, there, there's so much to unpack there. But you know, Pam and I made a decision, my wife and I made a decision prior to marriage, and we both meant it. We said, we are committed to our relationship. We are committed to our marriage. That's a pre-made decision. And other than our relationship with Jesus, which just means the foundation of our life will be God and his word. If we ever come into a disagreement, and I, we haven't ever, and I can't imagine that we would, and it boiled down to one of us saying, hey, yeah, we're not doing what God says. Then that would give the other one the, 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 the right, right? The, the authority to say, now, wait a second. We need to, let, let, let's re-examine it. That's never happened. It's never going to happen. So other than my relationship with Christ, my number one relationship in this world is to Pam. She comes first. See, when... When we, when we walk into relationships, and we all do with past hurts, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a, a prior relationship, whatever it is, and, and so often we'll walk into the relationship and we walk in with conditions. Well, if this person does that, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm not going to let anybody treat me like that ever again. Right? These preconditions, these things going in. Unfortunately, what's happening is you're limiting God to work in that area of your relationship, in that area of your life. You basically said, God, I'm not allowing you in this area of my life because of past hurts and past pains. And I understand, okay, I'm not compassionate. I'm just saying God can and will heal those areas of your life. And anything that we don't allow God's space to work in, then we're in trouble. And honestly, if we come in with preconditions into relationship, that the relationship's gonna be challenged and difficult uh, before we even get going. Now, Jesus taught us a different type of love. He taught us agape love. This is an unconditional love. And, you know, what, is, what does a perfect marriage look like? Well, here's a just simple little illustration of what I think a per perfect marriage is teaching out of agape love. That's two selfless people that are concerned about each other's needs first. Two people sacrificially loving one another and each person will be, will be required to sacrificially give. This means that they do something for the other one before they know that they're gonna have anything that, that comes back to them. We pray for them, we're committed for them, we meet their needs and we do it sacrificially out of agape love. And then the final thing is it's two people unconditionally loving one another. 
There's not a spirit of if you if you do if you don't do this, then I'm out of here. There's no spirit of that. Each person has made a pre-made decision to stay and be committed. Scripture tells us the greatest love is agape love. That's selfless, that's sacrificial, and it's unconditional. One constant source of agape love for all of us is Jesus. As a born again believer in Jesus, I will walk in his agape love. I walk in it. I know it. I experience it. I, I feel his agape love every day, especially in my quiet time, especially in worship. There's special times where I just feel God's love, just his presence, his, his warmth, um, his compassion, his gentleness for me. So receive God, receive him as your Lord and Savior. Know that agape love and then give it away because the world needs a lot of agape love. Listen, uh, I am Merritt Vaughn, and uh, I hope this helped you today. God bless you. We'll see you next time.